Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Live from New York, the show that would buy you a nice coffee if you were nicer to me during the show. It's First Things First. (laughs) Today, the Cooper Rush era begins. (laughs) Is not the key to win over Joe Burrow. (laughs) Meanwhile, in Weird and Wonderful, Canelo training for his Triple G fight. This video also serves as a meme. After listening to Nick for 90 minutes, that's all sweat. And finally, another installment of the best segment in sports television, Power Rankings. That's showing Good Morning Football when they go to Wall Street. No, it's Nick's Tears, week two. Hopefully they've gotten better. I'm Kevin Wilds. Week one. And and week one was fine. Any surprises on the tears? Oh, well, you know, the surprise is how nice you are. You must not have seen where the Patriots rank. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I can take a guess, though. Sorry. Second. Uh, We start with Pete Carroll's curious quote. Seahawks coach shared his thoughts on the very meaningful win with Mike Soft and Brock Heward. Take a listen. I didn't need the validation. I just wanted it. I just wanted to win. You know, I wanted to win for every, all of the reasons that, that, that come along with this one. Uh, maybe as much as anything is representing the guys that have played before. It meant a lot to those guys. And uh, um, I was so thrilled to, to be able to hug those guys up and see them and look them in the eye. And, Why did and, it mean and, so and much show. to them? Yeah, you figure that out. They, they, um, <laughs> but it was really meaningful, and they really wanted it. And uh, I knew we were playing for a lot more than just the regular stuff. <laughs> Curious. What does this say about Russ? Your guy, do you, Russ. Do you want to? Yes, you okay I can go. This first? Yes. Are you okay? Russ, this is tough. Okay, do teammates? Are you saying teammates didn't like? It? That's where you two want to yes. go. Yes, yes, I'm saying some teammates. Didn't like it. But let, first of all, if teammates didn't like it, they didn't. He's in good company. Cause you know who didn't wasn't liked by his teammates early in his career. Told me this, my to, oh, to my face. He says Please. Magic oh, Johnson. Magic. Uh, okay. Early in his career, Magic Johnson, the teammates were looking sideways at him. He even told me this yeah. because they thought he was too close with the owner Jerry Buss. And one of the reasons they didn't like Russ, some of the guys in Seattle didn't like Russ was because Pete Carroll catered to him. Uh-huh. Pete Carroll, you know, they, yeah. they treated him differently. That's like magic. All right, mm-hmm. same thing. And the defense didn't like him because Russ got the big contract before they did. That's, and that helped break up the Legion of Boom. I, like I know take. Nick wants to say it's because he he's corny. It's not because I, he was corny. All right? <laughs> and the third reason, because he did get most of the credit, right? Even though Marshawn was there and the Legion of Boom, Russ got most of the credit. So those are the three reasons guys didn't like him. Nick thinks he's corny. No, hold on. Maybe. Maybe. maybe Nick's takes. But what? here's – I I've got to say this because <laughs> Nick's going to say he's phony. Now, he may be corny and unusual, but I don't think he's phony. Okay. He's just – that's how he is. That's, that's I, I buy that too. Right? Yeah. So, they, they, this, you know, Pete Carroll. Well, listen, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of. <laughs> all of that was fact. Kind of, a lot of authentic. Those were fact. A lot of authentic people create alter egos. You know what I mean? This is, which is what Mr. Unlimited was, if you remember. But let me set that aside. Well, Danger Here's Russ, the thing. Mr. Unlimited. Here's the, <laughs> and this is why Brew was tap dancing there. <laughs> How was I? Because t- you can't Here. have it both ways. <laughs> we can't. Talk about how important and good and helpful it is when your teammates love you and then act like it's nothing when it seems like to a man 
Your former teammates really disliked you. There was a lot of reporting on it in real time, and now Pete Carroll is confirming it. So we can't act like one of the best things about Lamar is those guys would run through a wall for him. And Jimmy G, for whatever his limitations are, his teammates love him. And Tom Brady gets guys to sign up to come play with him. And it doesn't matter that the moment Russell Wilson loses that football game. It is just a cavalcade of schadenfreude from former Seattle Seahawks. Like, gosh, Doug Baldwin's got a tweet. Richard Sherman's got a tweet. Pete Carroll Uh, is doing interviews about it. I'm waiting for more names. What? What, what, more names. That's two guys. Well, it's the He played with 50 other guys. Okay, well, here's (laughs) what I would like. I would like for someone, as you guys have said about other quarterbacks, can we get a character witness for Russell Wilson other than DK Metcalf? No, see that? No, I, 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 I got one. Your wish yeah, is my yeah, command. No, DK Metcalf, I know. That's why Russ signed him a jersey and said, the best teammate I've ever had, which is kind of like saying the nicest person in high school was your only friend. Amazing how that Stop happened. It. Like, listen, nice. and so here's the thing. Russ did this to himself, <laughs> right? And he, by the way, better be careful and do it to yourself in Denver as well. Nobody demands, like Russ does these things that are just abnormal. What's a, I'm just curious real quick. What's uh, Josh Allen's catchphrase? Lamar Jackson's. Uh, Patrick Mahomes's. Tom Brady's. Do we have one? No, but Russ has had two now. He's had two. It was Go Hawks and it's like, oh, now I'm in Denver. And the SEO algorithm says I got to come up with one. Guys, see it's through a great it. One too. And it, and if you're wild, if you are Matt Ryan, or Justin Herbert, yeah, just I don't think it matters so much if what your teammates think of you off the field, because you aren't making your personality a huge part of the team's brand. Like I don't know what Justin Herbert's brand is. He's just a great football player. I don't know what Matt Ryan's is. But if you are going to make the way, for example, Lamar Jackson has, the team has taken on his personality. Right then that's got to be a personality people like. Or else it can lead to things like, you know, the team breaking up prematurely because they don't like the quarterback. And then the quarterback... Is that why? Yes, that is why. Or was it they didn't have the loot? No, they had the loot. Of course they had the loot. Everyone has the loot. They didn't like them. And and all the reporting was the the team was ripping apart on the Russ, pro-Russ and anti-Russ. Pete Carroll chose Russ, and then it still wasn't enough for Russ, so Russ demanded out. Like, I, at some point... There's got to be enough evidence like, oh, that guy's not that well-liked. Okay, those are all very valid points. I think he's got some valid points. But here's the thing. This is also kind of to your credit or on your side of the ledger. I'm shocked that Pete Carroll said this. Because Pete, like Pete, but Pete rolled with Russ. Yeah. Remember, he, was, he didn't want to trade him for a long but time. Why, but why would he just come? Why wouldn't he just well, say, you know what? It was a good win. We're on to San Francisco. Yeah, you know what? I'm really. I know it's his own radio show. When you want to tell the truth, mm. but it's not like he told us the whole truth. He just kind of gave us a little truth teaser, and he said, "Ah, you figure." So it just out. felt like an unnecessary jab after the bell, for that matter. Like the game's over. You don't need to take shots at Russ anymore. He took. Unne- I thought it was a low blow from Pete Carroll. Can I show Nick asked? He, and he, he tried to usurp this. Dusty, get it ready. Oh no, Nick asked. What is this? Is there a teammate yeah. alive? I said. Is there anyone? DK. But look at how DK went to the wall for him. Look yeah. at this. They wanted him to diss his boy. Yeah. They wanted him to sign a let's cook Russ sign, and he said, I can't do that. Yeah. I, I mean, can't do that. that what, I mean, I, come on. What are you going to, Nobel Peace Prize? After the game, he asked Russ for a hug. I mean, when they met in front of the cameras, he asked Russ for a guess hug. What, they talk every, for, every week. Guess what's <laughs> hanging right now in Nick Chubb's locker in Cleveland? Baker Mayfield's jersey from okay. that game. So he had. So does that mean he was beloved with the Browns or I, that guy like Nick Chubb Brew. didn't refuse to sign the Let's Cook okay, Baker okay, off well, the stop. leash? Brew. Brew. I mean, really? Hold on. Generally when, disliked doesn't mean everyone dislikes you. Okay. When I Miles Garrett said the off the leash comment, yeah. does that mean everybody in Cleveland no, hates but, Baker? No, but, but no. But because not many of them stood up for him and implied it. And if a bunch of former teammates were taking joy in his loss, we can't hold on. They were. This is, guys, a bunch of former teammates that oh, are tweeting were not, about his loss. We're not involved a in the bunch? game. We're not. Come on. Two. We, we hold on. We. <laughs> it's very important we don't do what like 
political shows have done, which is instead of debating about what is happening or debating about what should happen, debating about what has happened. It is not in debate what happened. What happened is Russell Wilson had issues with his teammates in Seattle. They moved on from those teammates. They handed control of the team over to him. He then decided, that's not enough. I want out of here. And now, after losing that game, Pete Carroll and some of his former teammates are taking a bit of a victory lap. True. Like, all of that has happened. To me, the question is, does that give you any signal into exactly. how things could go with Denver? And I say it's not, it's not promising. That's what I, I would agree. say. Why. I mean, if we're saying that Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay and brings all this positive energy, and, and we can do it. And Gronk says, you know what, I'll come down, and A.B. comes down, and people are trying to team up with him, it gives me a little bit of, There know. were stories galore about how Russell immediately stepped in and became the leader in Denver. Were, were they how he made them believe. No, they weren't written by him. How they, he made the players believe. How he, am I wrong? No, how I he changed to, the culture. Yes, and then they get to know him. And they're like, oh, boy, this culture stinks. Well, you know what this culture is? It's a you lot You got of, two guys, Richard Sherman and Doug, and Baldwin. Doug Baldwin's tweeting, and you got one guy coming to Russ's defense. That's Drew, three guys. We're, we're talking about a whole team as a now? Man, hold on. As a man who came up in print journalism, yes. I know you have immense respect for the people that do real reporting. There were two separate 5,000-plus word pieces during Russ's tenure there about they had to take a trip to Hawaii because the players, there was such a, right. a dichotomy on the team. It is not just two guys. It is not. Now, maybe the other guys either aren't active on social media or decided they didn't want to dance on a guy when he was down, whatever it is. But we know it's not just two guys. And so the concern for Denver is because the other thing, I don't know if we're going to talk about if we have time, Wilds, the other comment from Carroll, which was about football. Where he was talking about, oh, yeah, by the way, there's, he's easy got a game plan against. He can't roll left. You get him out of the pocket, he can't do anything. Like, so you have a player that appears to be, uh, you know, diminishing as years go on. Also, a player whose track record is the longer you get to know this guy, the less you like him. And who on a team that right now all of a sudden is in a pressurized situation that no one on that team is used to except for maybe Randy Gregory. No one on that team knows what it's because they've been on bad teams forever. I don't think that's a recipe for any positive stuff, Kevin Wilds. Okay. I'm a, I'm a little bit nervous, Broussard. Be 100%. Relax. I'm, you got on your Denver colors. That's good. My Syracuse Relax. colors. I'm, I'm trying to get Mello back to the Knicks. These are my Syracuse colors. Hey, more on Russ later on in the show. We are going to talk about, oh, your guy coming up soon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, we are getting ready for Chiefs Chargers. Brandon Staley asked about how Khalil Mack and the Chargers were going to try to slow down Mahomes. Take a listen. You need a team uh, to be able to, to defend uh, an offense like this and, and certainly a player like Patrick. Um, and... You know, anytime you're facing uh, an offense that has, you know, weapons, you know, running backs, receivers, tight ends, and that has an outstanding offensive line, uh, you're going to need the same thing on defense, that same type of formula. And what Khalil does is gives you uh, that chance up front, both in the run game and the pass rush, uh, to be able to impact the game. And, uh, again, you need, you need a lot more people than just your starting 11 uh, to be able to defend a, a team like this. Okay. They're very complimentary. Yeah. Very calm. James Jones is back with us. Uh, do you expect Mahomes and the Chiefs to go out and try to send a message to the Chargers? No. Just escape with a win. This is the second hardest game on their You're whole right. schedule. You guys are. The only game harder He's than right, this. Though. The only game harder than this on their entire schedule is when they go to the Chargers. Mm. The Chargers ha- have built their team mm. with one goal in mind. How do you slow down Kansas City? Yeah. And they are the only team in the league that has had actually some type of 
repeated success doing that. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Chiefs, since Mahomes has gotten there, Mahomes is 16-1 and against the Broncos and Raiders. The one win was a big one, though. Those Raiders took those laps. How'd you like that, Gruden? Um, there he's 5-2 and two against the Chargers, and one of the wins came in overtime. The only way to slow down the Chiefs consistently is can you get real pressure on Mahomes without sending extra people? Mm-hmm. Well, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack yep. are a good start. Yep. And I know the whole media likes to kill Staley for the fourth down stuff. But you agree with me that coaches more often should do the, what does my opponent right. hope I do? I'm going to do the opposite. I, I hate playing a team that's going to constantly go for it on fourth down because it feels like the drive's never over. It feels like they're going to get another mm-hmm. shot. So and, and McDuffie, their first pick of the draft, the Chiefs, is out for this game. Their kicker's out for this game. Now Keenan Allen's also out for this that, game. That and so, I listen, I am, I am Mr. Chest out with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think wow. the best team in football. But I think the Chargers have an argument that at the end of the year, they might be the second best team in football. So I think this is, this is not a style points game. Yeah. This is an escape with a victory game. Well, it's the reason why they sat me by you, man, because you're speaking the right stuff over here. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. but my chest ain't as poked out as yours for the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs is in trouble. Wow. Right? This so, Chargers so team. So you're picking the Chargers. 100%. Oh, this Chargers team is built. This Chargers team is built to beat Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes is not going to be back there like he was in this Arizona Cardinals game with a cup of coffee and a Krispy Kreme donut. Khalil Mack and Bosa are coming. This is the game to where we're going to be talking about this next week, and we're going to say they might need Tyreek Hill. Because this is the game to where those receivers are going to get challenged. The ball's going to have to come out fast. Derwin James always plays Travis Kelsey well when it's man-to-man, makes it hard on him. He is a great player. So is Travis Kelsey, but they always battle. So now we are going to see can Sky Moore, can Juju, can uh, MVS win the one-on-one matchups. You don't think they can? We are going to find out. Well, we are going to find out. And last week, I know they only lost one, but they fumbled five times. Mm. And and the Chargers forced, what, three fumbles with the Raiders? So, I I would be with you, you except <laughs> for Keenan Allen's injury. I think that's going to be tough. To over. And Herbert's great. You see how and Herbert's slung it when Keenan great. Allen went out the game. And I, trust me, Herbert's there's nobody been great against, Allen against the me. Chiefs. Right. Yeah. I just think without Keenan Allen, would J.C. Jackson be back in the they – they're not sure yet. Uh, that could hurt if he's not back because they're going to be great. But just he just like Aaron Rodgers say he owns the Bears – Justin Herbert could really say that about the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, they he's won what? Two, he's two and two against them. I, know, I, I don't care and about and one of those. One of those things they cannot stop him. Obviously, he can't play defense. Patty Mahomes going to have an answer for a lot of that, but they cannot stop They are a good. They are a tough matchup for Kansas City. I don't think, like Nick said, they're the second best team in the AFC. I don't think that, but. I actually think the Chiefs are the second-best team in the AFC, the mm-hmm. Buffalo. But mm-hmm. I think they're a tough matchup for Kansas City, and that's the problem. going to be a really good But game. I got the Chiefs edging them. Yeah, mm. see, I'm going to give you some advice. What? We should save it for after the show. <laughs> you thought I did this segment wrong? Yeah, I do. Objectivity, I know that. But you can't show no, any weakness. Actually, you're dripping you know what fear right you drip, now. Yeah, blood in the fear. water, and here come the sharks. I'm going I'm to pull you out because people are going to start attacking you. This is a definitive game for Patrick Mahomes. He's scared, though. There's a lot. Oh, ooh, Nick? <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm trying to gas you up you a little tell. bit. There's a lot of polls online. Hey, if you were to start a franchise today, mm-hmm. I, who, would, who would you want? And I would take young Justin Herbert. And then, like, oh, in fantasy. Well, just in fantasy, I would take Justin Herbert over Mahomes. <laughs> and at the start of the season, they were tied yeah. for MVP, even though one guy is Super Bowl champion. The other guy has never made the playoffs. It's tough to go against Patty. A lot of people seem to do it. NFL. Even one of their biggest cheerleaders right is showing a little bit of weakness no, on national not. television. Mm. This is awesome. Come out here, Hold put on, on a he show. Be a Destroy the Chargers. Just, just wait a second. Destroy them. Just, the just wait a second. There you go. This is the person we wanted. All right? No, I am, I, I am not a cartoon character. I am, I am dripping in objectivity I know. and take integrity. And when the Chiefs look like the best team in football against the Cardinals, mm. I tell Cardinals. you this. When they are playing a team that has had some level of success against them, being 500 against the Chiefs, it's like being undefeated against anybody else. <laughs> uh, against a team that has two 
you know, one or I guess two guys that could be eventual Hall of Famers and Bose and Mack. They probably got, they got to play longer and be healthier. Yeah. But at that level of talent, yep. there's there's a real blueprint to the Chargers being able to keep this competitive and potentially win the game. However, the reason that despite Bucker being out, which is a big loss, second best kicker in football, yeah. despite Bucker being out, I like the Chiefs in this game, is this. Mm. While the Chargers have built their team to stop the Chiefs of the last couple years, the question is, have the Chiefs built a new team? Oh. And the Chargers' biggest weakness last year, the reason they didn't make the playoffs, the reason the Raiders beat them on the final game of the season was they had an abysmal run defense. And the Chiefs all of a sudden have the best offensive line in football and a more than credible running attack. And the idea that you can force the Chargers out of what they have tried to attack the Chiefs within years past, which is we know you're not going to run the ball. We know you just want to chuck not. it. You don't think so? No, they're not going to stick with it. Andy, they, I don't Andy, know if they have to Andy stick Andy Reid is not going to stick with the run. run. And when you get sacked and you get pressure and you got to throw your way out of this, he is going to get pass so, happy, and that is going to benefit these Chargers and these points. pass rushers. Yeah. 100%. So, I'm telling you right now, the Chiefs are in Trouble. Well, listen. Mm-hmm. They, they in big trouble. Okay. Well, I, I listen. I said I thought it was their second. Keep the base. Keep the base. No, I, I appreciate base. that. But there is something weird about the Chargers, who I said I think before the, I said before the year was the second or third best team in the AFC. Them and the Ravens, one of the two. Derek Carr had four turnovers in that game. He had the most interceptions in his career. The Raiders didn't play great in Week One. No, they did not. And yet, the Raiders have the ball down five with three minutes left at midfield with a chance to win. There is an element of the Chargers where they seem to charger and get in their own way. They almost did against the Raiders in a game they had no business losing. And so there are some, to me, talent-wise, I think they might have one through 53, the best roster in the league. I think, they, I think they have an argument that one through 53, they and Baltimore have the two best rosters in the league. But I don't. I don't necessarily trust them in a big spot the way James seems to, the way a lot of people seem to, because we haven't seen them come through in a big spot ever. I mean, they didn't, not with Philip Rivers, LaDainian Tomlinson, not with Justin Herbert. They haven't had a big ever. spot. Yeah, I, right. I, I mean, Dan I can't, Fouts. Dan Fouts. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen Never. them they, come right. through in a big spot. But if James would have gone first, I would have been angrier. I, I, know. I, think he, I, 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 New year, I don't know. New I mean, Chargers. look, when they're playing Arizona – uh, it's That's a lot I'm of saying, base. We, we, there's histrionics. And I think there's other good teams. When they're playing the Chargers, you're meek and I, mild. I think they're a really good team. You're trying to yell, the but it's always, not there. The Chargers you can tell it's not Patrick there. Mahomes you can see right problems, through it. Though. You know, I mean, yes, it, they it, do. It may be yeah. one game where they he really played. And Justin Herbert, to your point, they make it hard on him. And they're going to make it hard on him again when this pass His two wins over them are, or last two years have been overtime. Yeah, both never, of them. Never won in uh, okay. you know, regular they time. They played him Can't three win. times. They beat him once. Just for the record. They always give him the, 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 the Justin Herbert's Chargers, pardon me, have played him three times and beat him once. Overall in his career, he's 5-2 and two against him. So, uh, like I said, they play him tough. I don't know about they always have success against him. They've lost two, They've lost five yeah. out of seven. So like, more that. That's why you more play the games, because yeah. we're going to find right. out. Not the Chiefs in the close. <laughs> more of that. Coming up after the break, we're talking about the new franchise quarterback in Dallas, Broussard, Cooper Cup. Jimmy G wasn't available. I wonder why. He is available. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's Cooper time. Trayvon, Trayvon Diggs was asked about Cooper Rush replacing Dak. He's confident, saying, I know he can hold it down. Any chance, Broussard, Cooper Rush can keep the Cowboys afloat until Dak returns? I know yesterday or the day before I said the Cowboys are done with or without Dak. And by done, I mean no chance of living up to what Jerry Jones or the fans wants, which is just a deep playoff run, Mm -hmm. all right? But 
They are in the NFC East, which I know is getting better, but how much better? We'll find out, right? Right, right, okay. And a weaker part of their schedule. So you got Cincinnati. What's Cincinnati? I mean, I know they were great last year, but are they having trouble being the hunted rather than the hunter? Very true. That offensive line, is it going to improve that greatly over one week? Micah Parsons is walking through that door, Nick. They gave up seven sacks last week. Then after that, you got the Giants. Okay, I was impressed they beat the Titans, who not many people think they're going to be that good. Winnable Winnable game. game. And they trailed the whole game until Brian Daybo made a great, courageous call, and they they paid dividends. And then Washington. Washington struggled with Nick's Jags. I mean, come, you struggle with the Jaguars. And Carson Wentz was trying to give it away with the two interceptions. And they still could, they still, they held on to beat the Jaguars. So those are three, certainly two of the three winnable games. And need I remind you, Dusty? The graphic, no. Carson, graphic? I mean, not Carson, Cooper Rush. No. Cooper Rush, no. only start of his career. Nick, it's a fact. Yeah. Only start One of his eight. career mm. against Minnesota. That's no slouch. Yeah. 325 yards, two touchdowns. Come on. You actually yes, like graphic he, was some graphic from yeah. heaven. <laughs> well, it, it's a fact. Fine you know, graphic. I'm about facts. You yeah. know that. Right? That's, my, that's the thing out there. I know. You Sarge, the facts I, it, guy. I like no, it. Like, there you oh, see, like James is with me. What they, exactly? Hold, they can hold by Jerry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> is this just a tread water? Are you getting that's what you said? Well, similar. They, they, really good points, though. Really Thank you. Points. No, they we're not. Man, I was as much as I love Chris Broussard, they were not. <laughs> They're ruined. Ruined. Right now, this moment, headed into this week, what is the worst offense in football? Dallas. Okay. They, they're the only team in the league not to score a touchdown week one. one and then, week. No, no, no. I'm, but I'm playing a pretty good team, one too. Week. That's fine. No, no, no. I'm not basing hey. it off that. I'm basing it off if, if, if this was week one this week. It was like, hey, <laughs> that's your team. Cooper Rush, your starting quarterback. CeeDee Lamb's your only receiver that's done anything. Offensive linemen are all banged up and missing. You would say, oh, that's going to be the worst offense in the league. With respect to the Patriots, that's going to be the worst offense in the league. I, and so, yes, Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is the only chance the Cowboys have at all to win this week is if Micah is if we get this break in on red zone. It's Micah Parsons' fifth sack of the day. That. Like he's going to have to go for Derek Thomas's record for them to have a chance. And you showed that schedule. Like they're touchdown underdogs this week. You can, by the way, you can already bet next week. Sometimes there's some real value, by the way, betting a week ahead. Chiefs minus two and a half in week three, by the way. Set that aside. Uh, The Cowboys are four-point underdogs against the Giants. They they will be thrilled to get one win by week seven. All right, James, looking at that schedule, looking at this schedule, the Cowboys are going to be okay. And I I know it was garbage time. I understand it was garbage time, but Chris just put up the facts when he got his first start, what he did with the Minnesota Vikings. But when he came right. in in garbage time, he was moving the ball better than Dak Prescott. He actually was did moving move the ball. The he was right. throwing the ball yes. well. Last Cooper week. Rush is going to play well. Now, who it's on, Trayvon Diggs, you said your comment, but that's who it's on. Thank when you. you get a backup quarterback in the game, the defense has to stand up. Yes. The offense is not going to come out here and score three points and then score 35. The defense has to stand up. I think the offense will play well. I think they'll run it well. I think he'll throw the ball well. But when he did win that game against Minnesota, he had a bona fide number one wide receiver in Amari Cooper. He had C.D. Lamb over there working the number three corner in the slot, being able to get whatever he wants. He had Wilson out there making big plays. So he had a lot of weapons. Zeke made some plays in that game. He doesn't have that. But I do think he will keep them afloat, make some throws, keep these boys on the football field. They will run the ball well. They are fine. That schedule is what we call boo-boo the foo-foo. They are going to be okay. Everybody high on the Giants? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Everyone who is on the other side of that schedule, you know what they're saying? Huh? We got the Cowboys. And that's the oh, problem. Okay. All right. All right. So let me try to get right. 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 Because I'm kind of with you try guys. Here's what I'm Sometimes the YouTube algorithm serves me up stuff that I didn't know that I wanted yeah. to watch. Yeah. One of them is like uh, uh, passenger takes over the plane. 
you know, the, the pilot go like, you know, has some sort of medical emergency yeah. and a passenger has to yeah. go. Sure. That passenger is Cooper Rush. Mm -hmm. The passenger doesn't actually need to land the plane. I mean, he does, but he gets a lot of help. Other people step up. Other pilots are in go. his ear. The control tower's in the air. The people are telling Everybody else steps up, and a lot of times you're able to land the plane. So, to everybody's point here, we all believe in Micah Parsons. You said he was a generational player. Yeah. We all believe in Trayvon Diggs, yep. especially with Joe Burrow throwing the ball to the wrong team. We all believe in go. Kellen Moore, who six months ago well, was an offensive Quinn. genius. And, and we all believe Quinn. in Dan no, Quinn. No, and we kind of believe. Got a mouse in your we, pocket? We, we who's the we all that believes in Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore? <laughs> 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 Three of the four on this. You don't believe in Kellen Moore anymore? Why? I don't have the number one. Well, they had the number one offense last no, year. No, no, no. He's supposed to be. I, I, we I, wanted to get rid of Mike McCarthy. Put in Kelly. He's been in this offensive system for a long so time. So why doesn't everybody else that step confidence up? Confidence is coming from that right there. Okay. Let Cooper Rush just kind of be okay. okay. So Cowboys gonna win this game on Sunday, and you gonna? No, Whoa! No. Here we go. Okay. That is. We you. got there. So bananas. I'm telling you. All right, listen. Let me tell you about Cooper. They gonna win. I'm gonna come back. I'm buy my own plane ticket. I'm gonna be back. We'll Skype you. Buy my own plane ticket. I told you so. I let you know. Guys, Cooper Rush was a two-star kid out of high school who went to Central Michigan and was undrafted. Loves high school. Loves no, high school. it matters. It ma when, when you have, when you're, you're bringing in Tyree Lance now, with the North Dakota State, I, and you love him. I, bring well, up stars. That's below Central Michigan. The, when you have made one start in four years plus in the NFL, and you have no pedigree, right now, hold on, we can, I think everyone's joking around, but we would be agree that of all the starting quarterbacks in week two, the Cowboys will have the worst. I think we also all agree that until they agree. get healthier, they have a <laughs> we, bottom. Say it again. I don't know if I agree with that. Okay, well. Uh, this young fella has confidence from being in this system. From All he has to do is say, the last time I got this opportunity, we won the I game. That is plus. confidence. And that is why Trayvon Diggs is talking like that is because the last time he stepped on the field with this <laughs> ball club, they won the game. That is confidence for this, this team that he can get this, this job this feels done. wildly disrespectful to the team that was just in the Super Bowl. And Joe Burrow. We've you guys seen, are out of We've seen a lot. But we're going off of what we just seen with them, just too. They didn't play like that. They lost to Mitchell Trubisky. They were crazy for picking the <laughs> like if we, if we really most. keeping it 100, they right. lost to Mitchell Trubisky. Guys, yes, because they had five turnovers and they still had an extra point to win the game. Hey. And then a 27 yard field goal hey. to win the game. We just called the it like we said. <laughs> right now, a bottom 10 offensive line. Bottom 10 wide receiver group, those are because of injuries, but right now for this mm. moment, that's what they have. They have the worst starting quarterback in the league. And I like Trayvon Diggs a lot, but I also can see Trayvon Diggs getting caught on the old okie doke trying to get a pick six, and Jamar Chase is going 75 yards. I think that's Definitely on the board. See that. And Jamar so Chase when you look, I also don't believe Dak's going to be back for the Rams in week five like Jerry is trying to, prop the th is trying to predict is going to happen. So I, I jumped out of the plane on the word I was yeah, going to say. Play so well, I, I, I thank you, bro. I think that when you look at what their next five games are, they would be thrilled to be two and four. They are most likely going to be one and five at best when Dak comes back in week seven. So and if, you're Cooper Rush, four if Cooper Rush come out water, and win this game, then I will come are you gonna come Monday on this show and say, I, I'll do whatever you want. No, you pick the uh, you, you pick it. Oh no. Well, the, <laughs> The Cooper uh -oh. Rush. Maybe it's going to be like, you pick got, something. Maybe I'm going to cover with mustard. And catch up. I'll do that again. I'll do the but that's a Bills thing. Young, but still. young fella's going to play fine. well. Nick, you know the formula. Well. If the De Cowboys defense can hold up, then they can run the Dallas can run the ball. Not and with Zeke, this offensive Zeke line. Zeke ran it. Well, Zeke averaged, what, five yards a carry against Tampa Bay? Okay. And then Pollard is obviously dangerous. Okay. So that's the formula. Defense hold up so we don't have to just start flinging the ball. And, run the and then run the ball. And then Cooper have and a nice pass. And they are going to be that's just it. fine. Wow. Remember what I said yesterday about the whole reason they didn't put Dak on IR? Yeah. Was to keep the Cowboys in the news cycle. Well, Jerry Jones trying to win the news cycle. Look, it worked, Jerry. I think it's two and four staying afloat. It worked. Two and four staying afloat. Okay. It really is. Look at this guy back at practice. I hope this is recent video. And his back is fine. Or it's from a long time ago. I'm looking at the weather patterns. Let me know. <laughs> I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, time for Afternoon Headlines, sponsored by Ram Trucks, built to serve. Let's check in on America's team, the New England Patriots. This video is not from today, but Mac Jones did practice. So don't worry, Broussard. I know you were worried sick about the baby goat. Yes. Patriots favorites. They head to Pittsburgh, trying to avoid, this pains me to say this, the first 0-2 start since 2001, which we did win the Super Bowl. (laughs) Nick, is this a must-win game for America's team? Well, no, of course. I mean, I don't think teams that are going to win five games have must-win games. They're just happy. They'll get a win. But if you mean, like, for the Patriots to have any chance whatsoever to prove you right and make and sneak into the playoffs again, yeah. then, of course, they have to win. Coach, it's our first week one. I held my water. There were no must-win games in week one. <laughs> but in week two, we got a few of them. We'll talk about some of them in tears, but there's a few teams that are unquestionably facing must-win games. And for the Patriots, when the next two games oh, they play are... The schedule came out. Schedule grid, Coach. <laughs> the next the two games grade. after Pittsburgh are against two teams you might have heard of their quarterbacks, uh, Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, and then Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. On the road. You, there are not many games where the Patriots have an edge at quarterback. This might be one of them against Mitch Trubisky. And because of that, and because T.J. Watt isn't there, yep. so that you're facing a compromised Steelers team, Najee Harris says he's going to play, but he got hurt. If you can't win this game, you're a guaranteed 0-4. And at 0-4, you're totally sunk. You're probably sunk at 1-3 anyway. But, yes, it's a must-win. Of course it's a must-win. Okay, Coach, you do a good job talking me off the ledge when I get a little bit nervous. I don't think it's a must-win, but I'm calling this the deodorant game. You don't have to use it, but it certainly would make everything a lot better if you did. I know we started 2-4 and four last year and made the playoffs, but with the upcoming schedule and the scary fact that we are 1-5 since the Blizzard game, mm. if we move to 1-6 since the Blizzard game, Coach, even me, who has made a career out of calling Mac Jones the baby goat... Would be a little bit nervous. So I am on the edge. If you would like to take me off the edge, I would appreciate it. Well, first of all, I like the fact that you said it's not a must-win game. That was that was, a oh, nice, that, yeah. was that was shocking in, in <laughs> that aspect. I was there when we went 0-2 and went to the Super Bowl. So so I've been part of that where where that's been done. The Giants did it again in 07. It, it's not great. I think it has less significance now because there's 17 games okay. as opposed to, to 16. And, and we're basing everything off of last week where they lost in Miami, where traditionally struggled. Mm-hmm. They threw a pick that could have easily been a pass interference call. True. You know, they had two turnovers, which is, which is uncharacteristic of them, and made some other plays that jumping off sides on fourth and one that, again, is uncharacteristic. This is not how they play, and I don't think it's how they're going to consistently play, making those types of mistakes. And, and, again, the first game is an aberration. This is not a must-win game. Okay. And, and they, they right. traditionally also match up really well against Pittsburgh yep. if, we're, if we're doing the historical matchups and sure. looking back to last year. Over time, Bill's done a good job against Pittsburgh. Okay. I feel okay. better. Can we not throw out 2001? Because what happened in that year after you went 0-2? Stop it. You Somebody know. named Tom Brady era. came in. You I mean, talk that, about that, that, Belichick that's on the what happened. all the time. No, I'm saying oh, Drew Bledsoe got hurt. Tom Brady steps in, and the rest is history. Yeah, how many that off- ain't happening How this many year? offensive touchdowns did we score in the playoffs that year? Not One, many. Three. Oh, three, <laughs> three offensive three. touchdowns in the playoffs that year. So Tom is Tom, but Tom wasn't quite the Tom you knew in that's that year. Totally that agree, but you, Coach, you were there. I was. What, what, it was something about him, though, because y'all were 0-2, and, and you weren't. they weren't good the year before that. What were we, you, 5-11 five, five the year before? We were 5-11, but nobody really knew what Tom was. We liked his right, traits. But, we liked his work ethic. But I remember when, when Drew got hurt and thinking, okay, went 5-11, and, and now we're, we're, we're 0-2 here. I told my wife, hey, we might want to think about putting the house up for sale. <laughs> things, aren't, things aren't looking great right now. 
But but he he had traits and and That's that team I'm... and that approach. Had traits and, and this this philo- this system like until that's what I'm saying. Right, no, that's no, what no, I'm no, saying. Wait, wait, can I just add to your Talking point? Because it was, let, take the, the Brady point part is, out. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, Brew is 100% right. It wasn't just though that Tom Brady walked in. It was also that team while Owen too had three guys on the defense that ended up turning into either Hall of Famers or fringe Hall of Famers. Had as good of a linebacking core. You had Ted Johnson, Mike Vrabel, Teddy Bruschi, Richard Seymour. I don't, I don't think he was there yet, but Ty was you you, so I mean so we now know it had great players Uh, brew tell me if you agree with me I think you do set even if we're just talking about the Patriots defense they don't have great players they gave up 14 points last week I I, yes giving up 14 points a game will put him in the lead league for for points giving up over the course of the year get him to 5 and 11 or 5 and 12 when they average 13 points a game on that offense like it's they don't have the players Nick is right Wilds they don't have the players they're done how can you they're done it's not a must win because you're going to be I'm I'm on national I am writing off Bill Belichick this year they have no chance of making the playoffs they're the third best team in that division. Just, just cut this tape right now. I'm we'll be save it. This back yes, in, save in a few this. I, I'll save this That's tape. True. They have no chance. I've tried to humor you for the last <laughs> ten minutes as we go along with the with the the, the charade of oh they might make the playoffs. They're done. They're not okay. good. But it's not. And it, why five minutes ago you said Cooper Rush. You I, believed in Cooper Rush off of one game. He got the baby Michael Parsons the, is on that team. Demarcus okay. Lawrence is on that team. Trayvon well, Diggs. Wild, so you, I, I want to ask you this honestly, though, because Coach keeps saying it's one game. But it's not one game. It is the fact that they had, from the guys who cover the team, as haphazard and odd and disorganized Fair. a preseason and offseason mm-hmm. as any of them can ever remember. And you said... Throughout it. What, what was haphazard and disorganized? Just because I asked Mike Reese. Just I don't be, know. Just I, be, okay, I, I was there building no for six years. Like, what, what was so, because something's different, because something's out of the box, because, because you're challenging norms, doesn't mean it's haphazard, doesn't mean that it's, it's not well thought out. I don't, I don't think we can compare. But everybody coach, everybody guys gets, criti- outside gets criticized of when, they, when they take chances. Outside of Belichick, they've handed the offense to Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, who haven't had – first of all, they've been defensive or special teams coaches. And then when they had their own teams, their offenses were horrible. So maybe haphazard is the okay. wrong word, but, but that's not – doesn't was, engender confidence. But I was trying to ask Wilds a question here, mm-hmm. which was you said throughout it, and it was a fair point, hey, guys, it's practice. I'm not going to freak out about practice. And I think one of the reasons that I and that Bruce Hart and I are so steadfast in that the Patriots are not going to be a good football team is because week one appeared to me to be confirmation that everything we were seeing in the preseason wasn't just practice. It was their inability to execute. And you... Who has, you know, what Pat the Patriot tattooed on your lower back is he, are you, sorry, I wasn't supposed to talk to you about that. <laughs> I apologize. I'm sorry. It's right there. Uh, it, like, I feel like even you are a little concerned now. Okay. Here's why I was a little bit concerned. Because that first drive looked good. And I was getting my tweets ready. I was like, ah. <laughs> Dusty, I was doing that thing where you do some capital, some lowercase. Like, oh, we don't have an offensive the coordinator. Took forever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> then we threw an interception. The, that what could, I didn't that could have been a pass. I know, but coach, but you know, excuses. I'm not big on. There was a point in when the Dolphins had to make a decision, and the and the CBS cameras looked at Mike McDaniel, and he made that for, uh, to go for it on fourth down. It's like, ah, oh, what a maverick he's doing it. And the same decision came up later with the Patriots, and they did a split screen. The broadcast did a split screen of Joe Judge on one side and Matt Patricia on the other side, and I was like, that's just odd. I don't know if I've ever seen a split screen of like, here's the decision makers, yeah. plural. Well, whoever was operating the, t- the, the camera should have just put the camera on Bill. Okay, good. Those two guys weren't making the decision on fourth down. All like, right. Uh, give whatever title you nervous. want. Bill is making that decision. Do we go for it or not going for it? For it? It's not Matt and Joe going, yeah, we're going to go for it. Okay. That has to go through the hierarchy. All and right. the hierarchy goes Joe to Patricia 
to Steve Belichick than me? <laughs> or is it the other side? I'm not sure. It's one of the kids. You know, <laughs> the, well, well, at, at, at least we're not overreacting to one game. That's, that's what I like. Nervous. Coach, oh, I'm, there's I'm only been one game. game. Only one no, no, I know. But we got to react. I'm just saying we're not. They're bad. Overreacting. No, we're we're keeping things in perspective. That's what I like. Coach wants measured analysis. Yeah. You know what he's lucky? You know what's next. Tears come Tears. Next. Oh, yes. There's no what measured team? analysis <laughs> Stay tuned for measured analysis. <laughs> I'm going to have to Drive the ratings. <laughs> measured analysis. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Now it is time for the esteemed Nick's Tears. Remember, it might say Nick's Tears, <laughs> But he is just the CEO of the committee. Chairman Emeritus. Chairman Emeritus. Right. Oh, I thought you were an active chairman. Yeah, well, both. Okay, uh, both. Uh, active chairman, <laughs> but that's the, yes. That's, uh, I'm representing the committee, which is why we've changed the hair so everyone knows that. The views espoused here, I might agree with some of them, I might not. These mm -hmm. are the views of the committee. So let's get right to it, Coach. And great to have you in studio for the tears yeah, once so again. Excited. All right, listen. Bottom part, these teams, apologies, Seattle, Chicago, oh. Chicago and Cleveland, who actually won games, but you're still not ranked. Patriots, lowest ranked of all time. Oh. They're down there with the Jets and the Falcons. Ooh. All right, wow. happy, sad to be here. Bottom rung on the tears. So what do we mean, happy, sad to be here? The Cowboys and the Titans can't um, believe they're already at the bottom of the tiers. Meanwhile, the Steelers, Jags, Washington, and the Giants are thrilled they're actually ranked. So they're happy, sad to be here. Need to see more. Next group of the tiers. All right, so let's go through it. Indy, is this just your typical Frank Reich week one woes, or is it more there? Oh, or Las Vegas. Derek Carr's worst game of his career. Is that going to continue? Miami, you looked great, but you were playing arguably the worst team in football. So okay. who really knows? <laughs> New Orleans, why were you down Jameis. three scores in the fourth quarter? And Arizona, you did everything for them, but you were playing an unmitigated juggernaut. So we just need to see more. All right, must win weekend. Talk about five teams who the schedule is doing a favor for. All five of these teams are touchdown or more favorites. All of them except for one are at home. So all of these teams, I expect in San Francisco, the Rams, the Bengals, the Broncos, and the Packers to get wins this weekend. If any of them don't, it is true panic time, but they all should get to one and one. All right, next, great start. All three of these teams got exactly what they wanted out of week one. For Tampa, you saw that, does Julio Jones have something left? Yeah. Maybe. And is the defense even better than it was last year? Maybe. For the Eagles, you spent a first-round pick on A.J. Brown. Is that going to be worth it? Sure, it looks like it. And for the Vikings, you beat your divisional rival. Justin Jefferson looked like he was going to speak it into existence, becoming the best uh, receiver in the NFL. And your defense held up far better than anyone could have expected. An outstanding start. Simply stacked. These two teams are not right now top two teams in the AFC, but I think they're better than every team in the NFC. I think the Ravens and Chargers right now, at this moment, no real weaknesses on the roster. They look, while healthy, and the Ravens still need to get Ronnie Stanley back, look as talented as any team in the league. The Chargers have an argument that one through 53 to have the best roster in the entire league. And now we get to the top two teams. Number one contenders. A team that I have my question marks about going into the year. But they sure seem to answer them in week one, the Buffalo Bills. The question with the Bills is a very simple one. It's not what your ceiling is, it's what your floor is. Are you going to avoid the losses you had last year against Jacksonville or Indy or Pittsburgh or most embarrassingly New England? Or are you going to continue to sustain this level of play? Because we know at your best you can play with anyone and beat literally anyone in football except for the Chiefs in January and Arrowhead. And that gives us number one. Okay. Top of the tiers, the favorites. Surprise, surprise. Oh, surprise, surprise. The committee saw your the letters and took quite a bit of grief for installing the Chiefs as favorites in the preseason. And then week one happened, and all of a sudden, oh, did the rate of postage go up? Not getting so many letters this week, it's the committee. P.O. Box still available. <laughs> but when you drop 44 on the road, 
When the defense holds, uh, you know, Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury off to seven points until you start pulling starters, nobody really has an issue. So there it is, Coach. There's the committees. Week two NFL team. Good. It's good to be back, isn't it? It is good to be back. <laughs> I, with that haircut, I feel like I'm back at Wesleyan in, like, my philosophy class. <laughs> and it's similar, too, because that professor talked about a lot of things I couldn't understand. Oh, <laughs> so let, 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 let's just start at the bottom. Uh, how, how do you, with the Seahawks, uh, they went over a well-regarded Denver team, but they're not to be named. The Browns, they ran for they, – they can run on anybody, yeah. what, 5.2 yards a carry, but – but they're not to be considered. The Texans, they tie Indy, but that doesn't mean anything. The Bears have a big win over a well-regarded San Francisco team. And then, obviously, you hate the Patriots, and you over-exaggerate the first-week loss. So let's, we can just go there. You know what a wise man told me? What's let's that? not overreact to week one. Somebody's got to win week one doesn't mean they're good teams. I, 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 <laughs> go I totally get that because we definitely overreacted uh-huh. up, up above. Yeah. Uh, the the must-win weekend... I, I just hate that category. It, but they're all 0-1, so, and so they I just all want to throw win. that out. Okay. And then great start. So you say the Eagles had a great start. So they, they win the game thinking, okay, we want to blow a 17-point lead and give up 35 points. That's exactly what we want to oh, do. They got pushed so, around a bit. So, so they're, they're, in the, they're in the great start yeah. category. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then the Ravens, who did they beat? The Jets. Okay, so that definitely, <laughs> that definitely defines wow. them as a, as a simply stacked team. And then the the, the Chiefs, I, I get it. Just... I get the Chiefs, but everything should just be an asterisk with the Chiefs with you because you're so biased it's not, that you can't even consider. There's several. Thank I mean, we don't know I, how many people are on the committee, but thank you. It's, more, it's not is just it, Nick making these. Is it full committee like like when? Kids have imaginary friends. Oh, like, oh, like, and that's, that's on a, me too. I like that. That's on me too. I will throw them in the dirt a lot. That's rude. That was too that's much. Rude. It's rude. That was too and I, you know what? And you know how we know someone has no great argument against the Chiefs when they resort to ad hominem right. attacks. Yeah. When all of a sudden there's non sequiturs flying about, and it's like, oh, you're talking about you know Nick's lack of friends, there as was, opposed to addressing no, no, the no, 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 argument no. on its I, merits. It wasn't saying you lacked friends. Uh-huh. It just said that the committee. Might be a made up. No, how dare you? How dare you? I consider myself a friend. Well, yeah, and you're just bitter that you and, haven't been invited to be a part of the community. And sometimes <laughs> friends have to tell you when you have spinach in your mouth. <laughs> okay. you know, those are good friends. Those exactly. are the ones that care. Brew. Brew. Oh, my goodness. Wow, that was harsh. Um, Coach, you not only chastised Nick, you chastised me because I was oh. about to give Nick some love. I had a whole little soliloquy no, plan. I'm glad I could wake you up. From yeah, that I was about to. I, I thought it, it <laughs> no, was looking pretty You're good. Welcome. I deserve it. I mean, the Eagles. I, look, I, some of the rankings I didn't agree with. Mm-hmm. I think the Eagles are too high. But then when I look at the great start, the names of the tiers, I'm like, you know what? Okay. And coach is right though. They were up big and they they turned I mean, turned into a barn. Thirty five points against the Yeah, but but sense. great start for them, right? I don't think they're as good as people think, but could move the Buccaneers up. Sure. But you know, I don't know if they're simply stacked, although with Julio Julio turning back the clock, we he could be just up. say it's perfect. But he well it's not this is the one thing. There's always something. All right. What's the one thing? You should move the Bills ahead of the Chiefs. Wow. The Bills should be the favorite. Here's why. Just uh, This is purely objective facts. Tell me. They beat the defending champions, Super Bowl champions. You beat a team that I don't even think is in the tiers. Arizona. Well, all right, that's team. number one. Well, are, are they below the line, Arizona? No. I, oh, no they, they, okay, they're on the last line or the which sixth category, level, whatever which, it is. One of the seven categories. Yeah, there? they're way down there. That's number one. Yeah. They sacked the Rams seven times. That's the most ever for a Sean McVay team has given up. That's impressive. They never punted against an Aaron Donald defense. Oh. Never were forced to punt. I mean, what? What? And they would have scored punted. 50. <laughs> yeah, you like That's, that's like commonplace with the Patriots. Oh, okay. But they <laughs> they would have scored 50 against Aaron, that defense if they hadn't turned the ball over they four times. They would have scored 50. They would. I think they, they would have got close they to 50. They scored 31. They were more impressive than the, the Chiefs. That that's the thing. The they Chiefs should be actually almost scored 50. There's no what if they're not. They played a seven-tier team. Okay. A seven-tier team. Okay. All right. That's fine. Listen. The, can I do the too long didn't read version of Broussard's critique? Sure. The Bills should be number one. 
because they're my Super Bowl pick. That's, well, that too. Is, 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 but listen, that's just a that's fact. Fine. That, the, the Bills, I, I, I have massive respect for the Bills. I have massive respect for Josh Allen. Right now, I argued, by the way, so everyone can attack me for this, I argued to have the Chargers ahead of the Bills. The committee overruled me. Okay. The committee said that Bills need to be at you least like the number one contenders. You I think Chargers is a better team. All right. I'm going to have a petition for one team. And I'm going to respect the committee while I do it. I want this petition to fall on kind ears. I would like the Giants to move up one tier. That's it. I'm not going to rip the whole tier down for the following reason. Number one, ooh, that dangerous Wink Martindale defense. Fresh from the Ravens, where he had a top ten scoring defense three last four years. And look at my man Crowder decleating King Henry. Pro football focus, and we know tackling's an issue in week one. Gave the Giants the second highest tackling grade. So the defense looks good. Reason number two. Oh, guess who's back? What? Is it a new Taylor Swift album? No, Broussard. It's Saquon Barkley. Even more anticipated. <laughs> Offensive player of the week alongside Patrick Mahomes. Look at these stats. What in the world? He was outstanding. He's fantastic. He's back in a major way. And finally... Oh, a little bit of magic. A little coaching change. Next thing you know, coach's guy, Brian Dayball, Patriots pedigree, comes in and really energizes everybody, all of the New York region, since nobody's that excited about the Jets. Puts on Juicy, starts dancing in the locker room after he makes the <laughs> gutsiest, the anti-Nathaniel Hackett call, gets everybody fired up. Now you got Baker coming into New York, going to have another win. Giants on the way up. That is my kind petition right. to you and the committee. So you should know the committee because we, you know, we discussed via group chat throughout all of Sunday football. Of course. After that two-point conversion, the Giants were going to be on that next tier up, that happy, some happy, some sad. The committee and myself as well, a little disturbed by that final defensive possession because it gets glossed over. But the Titans, with a minute left, you know, a field goal to beat you, they didn't just get in, like, Nathaniel Hackett field goal range. Yeah. They got a real field goal range. <laughs> but Randy Bullock, who once got me kicked off a Texans team plane, tell that story off the air, that <laughs> happened a decade ago, uh, missed the kick. And if the Titans make that kick, then we're not talking about any of this. It's still a nice moment for Dable and Saquon as the big game. So because they were so bad in the first half, zero points, and because at the very end of the game, they didn't exactly stifle Tennessee. They just got lucky that Bullock missed the kick. We're going we're gonna to leave them where they were. Okay, I'll try my we're going to leave them where they were. Nice I'm disappointed he didn't stand up for the Patriots. No, he's... Yeah, you, he, you just took I did the Patriots. Line. I did the Patriots last week. I, I need to put some other chips on the on the take. <laughs> on the roulette wheel. <laughs> a little bit nervous. Hey, uh, back to talking about the kick missed around the world. Just in Seattle, actually. <laughs> Welcome back to First Things First. Can I kick it? Yes, but you probably shouldn't. <laughs> Broncos coach Nathaniel Hackett addressed nice. his decision-making yesterday. Take That's your best. Looking back at it, we definitely should have gone for it. Um, just not, not, you know, one of those things. You look back at it and you say, of course we should go for it. We missed the field goal. Um, but in that situation, we had a plan. I mean, we had a plan. We knew that the 46 was the mark. And uh, we got there. So we had to make the decision if we wanted to give it to, our, you know, Brandon. And we did. And it didn't work. It sucks. But, hey, that's part of it. All right, Nick, did you, uh, what was your take on Coach Hackett's rationale? All right. Two things. First one is, I don't, a lot of people are saying, oh, he's admitting he made the wrong decision. No, he's not. Thanks. I do not think that is him saying Thanks. the process was wrong, the decision was wrong. I think that's him saying, well, since we missed it, of course we shouldn't have done it. But then he rationalizes the whole thing again. So I don't think that's him saying, if I had to do it over again, I wouldn't have done it. Mm -hmm. Sounds like to me he's saying, if I had to do it over again, I wish he would have made it. But it shouldn't have happened for two reasons. One is he shouldn't have done it. But the other is... Russell Wilson should have, you know, pulled his key out of the nuclear codes there. Said, no, I don't sign off on this. No. And Russell Wilson, if you are a veteran at a job and they have, uh, they have hired a new guy who doesn't have any experience, and in the first day he's about to make a grievous error, it is your job to say, no, you cannot. And Russ could, what I think Russ should have done is the moment Javante gets tackled on third down, call timeout. 
Why? Because we're going to need a timeout because we're going for it. And if and if when he comes over and sees Hackett wants to kick it or is saying in his headset, let the clock run down, we're kicking it, I think Russ can do it without showing him up, call timeout then and go over to the sideline. Coach, we can't kick this. And I'm, you're shaking your head. I'm worried Coach is getting very angry at me on the inside, but I know I'm right. Russ has to throw himself on that grenade and stop this. No, I, I, I'm not shaking my head because of that. I, in all the meetings that we'd had the night before the game, you go through got to have it plays and you go through different scenarios. I don't remember ever being in a meeting saying, hey, are we good from the 46-yard line? <laughs> um, that wasn't – typically that wasn't part of the, of the discussion. So I got to take that with a little bit of grain of salt. I saw it the other way. I saw it as when they came down, Hackett was deferring to Russ to make that call. That's really? why they didn't call a timeout. I felt like he was letting Russ run that fourth down scenario and was going to see what he wanted to do and, and, and run the play. And then when they huddled up and took all that time, then they took the timeout. And, and that, to me, was, was problematic. They should have taken the timeout right away, gone over, discussed it together. I felt like he was deferring to Russ. Oh. Are you and then the timer, it was Russ's decision? I, it, it felt like that he was allowing Russ to go and call the play that he wanted to call or, or do what he wanted to do. And then when time ran out, that's when they took the time out as opposed to, you know, he had put in a, a play that they wanted. It was a got-to-have-it play. And then they took the time out, thought about it, and, and decided to kick it. I mean, he mm. did say they had a plan. You know, so I don't know when they discussed it, but apparently it was to get to the 46. I will give you this, Coach and Nick. I, Russ kind of, like when he saw that they were going for the field goal, he, he didn't, didn't look surprised. Right, he didn't protest right. at all. He just went to the sideline. Look, when Aaron Rodgers, remember what, the 2021 in the playoffs, when Matt LaFleur called the, the field goal, Dang. I thought Rodgers – who had been there almost two decades, a second-year coach. I thought with his pedigree, he should have said, no, let's, let's go for it. I do I, – I see what you're saying, Nick. I think, though, Coach, and I want your opinion on this, I think Russ was like, guys, first game. I'm in my first game as well, but his first game as a head coach, I don't want to, like – usurp his authority right now. They, they might not have gotten it on fourth and five. Then it looks like, okay, Russ has usurped the authority of this head coach who was about to make this no, error. No, one would have known. I, well, but, I don't, but I don't think, I don't think it's a, like a function of usurping his, his authority. It's a little bit of he's off the hook, right? If they go ahead and kick the field goal, you're kind of off the hook at that point. You, you get, got him in position. The plan was to get to the 46 and Russell Wilson. You're saying Wilson. that you, you're, so, you in that is Russ. That I, Russ I'm took the path that, of least resistance to where I'm not getting blamed here. Kicker said 46 I, left hatch or 46 I got the ball hash. to the 46. Yeah. And I All also, right, you want to kick it? Go ahead and kick oh, it. Oh, I agree with that. I, <laughs> I also, love that. No, I agree with it because I said to Wilds yesterday that I thought Russ, his postgame comments, everyone's like, oh, he supported his coach. Which he did, did. But it also was him saying, they told me 46 left hash and look. I got him exactly there. That's what you needed? I, I, that's what you needed. It felt like it was, in an odd way, not, not throwing the kicker under the bus because no one's really blaming the kicker for missing a 64-yarder. But it was odd that it was like, hey, that's what you guys told me to well, get you to. I got did you there. see a flaw? Because that would be a character flaw. Like, he didn't want it? No, no, I'm not, didn't a, want I'm not attacking his character. It happens a lot offensively where the offense will get the ball to a position where the kicker might be able to make it. And a lot of offensive guys will be like, Hey, all right. Good luck. Yeah, that was the plan. <laughs> like, yeah. The problem was the plan. Go, go kick it. Take like, care of it. They had a bad plan to begin with. Like, 46. Like, someone should be like, oh, I'm on 42. <laughs> hey, who needs a week two bounce back the most? We discuss next. Welcome back to First Things First. It's drawing a blank. Nick, we are five minutes away from our first show ending with no one criticizing Trey Lance. So with that, it's time for drawing a blank. Broussard, uh -oh. <laughs> what you got? Uh-oh. <laughs> first of all, I'm wondering, is this a trick question? Because there's only one answer, guys. I mean, really. If we're talking about a player, there's only one answer. And I'm sorry, Wilds, that we couldn't get through the whole show, but it's Trey Lance. 
And, and Nick, you even know this. He had the worst completion percentage of the weekend, mm-hmm. the worst passer rating of the weekend. And I get it. Oh, they played in the monsoon. Well, that's a football is meant to be played in a monsoon. In inclement weather. Yes, but you not heard underwater. that phrase. Inclement weather. Yeah, no All right. And, and, and last thing I heard, Justin Fields played in the same way. And he, was terrible. He made you, the you, game he when he plays. Play he made the game when he numbers. plays. Everyone, hold on. I have to interrupt you. Everyone who keeps hearing Brew Can, talk Dusty, about Justin get the highlight. Great play. Get what? the the one. He had one highlight though, and it was big. And it was where it was the enough. Niners defensive backs fell down. He was open by twenty five yards in all directions. They fell down because it was slick because yes. of the water. But Justin Fields didn't fall down. True. He didn't fall down because of the slickness. It's, it's trade. And all of San Francisco, the Bay Area is a buzz, Nick, about Jimmy Garoppolo. No, they're not. <laughs> they are. Read the <laughs> they columns. They are no, wondering. Mike I'm just Silver saying. They're not. A grudge, it would appear. And I, I, Mike, I, Mike's, Mike's a great Mike. reporter. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And it, Ruth look, you, you wouldn't be human. Agree with him. You wouldn't be human if in the back of your mind wasn't the word Jimmy. G. You wouldn't be human. Okay. So I guess and so they got to win. Trey, I'm, again, you, you don't, Nick don't believe this. Win or he just I'm has to pulling play well. for you. Uh, he has to play well, and they, they, they do need to win, although Seattle may be sneaky good. They no, could, they're not they look sneaky good. good. No, they could they be, they be the juggernaut. No, they could be sneaky They be the juggernaut. What if he gets a night. Jimmy G-esque win? Doesn't rule yeah, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. So Jimmy as long, as, they, as long as they win, you won't criticize them next week. I, I, for the most part, yeah. I mean, real, real talk, real talk. Like I, okay. I will, yeah, right. Fair enough. win. Because we'll Jimmy G wasn't like Aaron Rodgers in no, those no, no, moments. So yeah, it's a win. A Get a win. Bit. Okay, my answer is someone that we've loved on this show for hundreds of episodes. It's Dan Campbell, who oh, is like head, who has finally like for the first time. In 24 consecutive games, he is favored to win. The Lions are First favored to win. Oh, my God. Games. First time in 24 <laughs> games. <laughs> 24 games straight. Here's some, he addressed it. Here's some sound from Dan Campbell. Take a listen. I just try to tell the, these guys that all that doesn't matter. Uh, it, it just doesn't. I mean, you're supposed to win this. You're not supposed to win this. You're favored here. You I mean, you got to play good. you got, you got to. You, we have to play better than we played last week. I thought they played okay last week. Nick, I need my guy Dan Campbell to get a win. I yeah, need it. I think that's I think that's a good one, and I think the Lions of all the teams that lost in Week One, I think the Lions probably feel better than the vast majority of them because the offensive line played so well. Because they lost to a team that a lot of people think is going to be really good in Philly. Like there aren't moral victories for most teams, but for the Lions, there definitely are. So I, I'm and now they're favored for the first time. My answer is, gosh, I wish I could attack Brew. Yeah, but I, I'm not going to. And this is going to appear to be an attack on you, but it is not meant to be. It is not meant to be, okay? It's just how the schedule fell. Our guy, Kevin Wilds, the world's foremost expert in upset alert. That's true. Had a very bold Super Bowl prediction. It was Cardinals oh, Raiders. Good one. Mm-hmm. Good one. And I don't know if you looked at the old schedule grid that I laminated and sent to your house. Every day. But it was quite bold because they play each other this week. And it was Mm. on the table. In fact, it was favored that they would both lose week one. So one of your teams is, one of your Super Bowl teams is going to win. Going to start 0 2. Yeah, but one is going to win. win. (laughs) So my answer is the Cardinals because there is so much noise around them this offseason. They got embarrassed in week one, and now they are playing a winnable game in week two. I think the Cardinals are the team that needs a win. Also, for the record, could be like a Texans Indies thing. We could just tie. Okay. Totally oh, exactly. <laughs> and then Tony Romo would be like, I could see this happening in Arizona when they get to the Super Bowl. <laughs>